0: everybody and welcome to the Film Review Central Podcast with me, Kieran Griddens. I hope that you're all well. Today is a review. Um I've obviously tried to do a lot more reviews this year, trying to get as many big blockbuster films to watch as I possibly can. Just looking at the reviews. And for me, these are my favourite. These type of reviews where I can really sort of get into the area of, uh, of the film, so sort of the mindset when I was watching it. Because call me you know, nerdy or stuff like that, but I do make notes, um, you know, when I watch the film, what I like, what I dislike, and with a film like this, as you can tell by the title, there's a lot to break down, there's a lot to have a look at, um, just because it's been so anticipated, and um, obviously, as you can tell by the title, this is the review for Zack Snyder's Justice League, also known as The Snyder Cut. I had a great opportunity to watch it yesterday, and you, obviously, everybody uh, today has has managed to watch it on HBO Max, you know, s- selected cinemas, but also Sky Cinema uh, as well. So for me, watching this film felt fantastic to watch it finally, f- finally check it out, and you know, regardless of the film reviews, you- you're gonna watch and listen and read a lot of reviews regarding this film. You know, it's an you know, anticipated film it was on my. Top 10 anticipated list. It was a film that a lot of people were looking forward to. And what you're going to see over the next uh, couple of weeks and and stuff like that is people, you know, looking at the positives and looking at the negatives. And regardless of any people's opinions, this film is a groundbreaking change for cinema. And I know that's saying it lightly, but it is. You know, looking at this production behind the film, it's massive. What they decided to do with this film was massive. You know, they're working really, really well in terms of having a director who left under very, very awful circumstances. Having this film and his idea for the film completely scrapped, and looking at people's reactions about the film, no film has ever been pushed by fans as much as this film has and that for me is a, ch- is a massive massive thing um obviously there's been so much news there's been so much anticipation and i think that anticipation was massively because the anticipation was being built by the fans their idea about what's going to happen it's a wise decision to watch this film and then watch the 2017 one first or vice versa because you then unbelievably notice the differences you notice just how much better this film is what it did wrong in the 2017 version and that you know you you look at the production behind this you look at the troubled past that the film has DC's and Warner Brothers sort of opinion on 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 his version the four hour runtime is a big thing as well and I wanted to start with the review today basically talking about my opinion about the whole thing because the 2017 version was uh, awful and it wasn't awful bit of a strong word to say but it, it wasn't good what if this film was what if the 2017 version was really appreciated what if this film was like yeah it's fantastic it's a great comic book film you know it's, it's up there with like the avengers what if that happened would we still see this version? I don't think so. But we're never going to live in that realm or that world where that's going to ever be a thing. I think people as well need to appreciate that this film was supposed to be released in 2017. And if you look at the DCEU at that time, it, was, it went through some problems. Very, very clear problems in its other properties as well. You look at Man of Steel which was very, very diverse, I didn't mind it at all, but a lot of people didn't like the direction it took, the character, how dark the film was. People didn't appreciate it. And when you're starting a, an extended universe like they did, you want that first film to be on it. Batman vs Superman was a great idea, a great premise. You know, again, an anticipated film, seeing two of the most popular superheroes colliding on cine- on screen, that's a massive thing. But again, it wasn't what we we hoped. I appreciated that film a lot more because I looked at the psychologicals are behind it. Zack Snyder did try and build up Justice League, you know, introduce all the characters, but it wasn't really needed um, in the film because it took that focus away from the big fight between Batman and Superman. Then we have the Suicide Squad, which was a standalone thing. It was it had. Uh, and a unique focus is again where no superhero cinematic film has ever been released, which is based on on villains and in characters that you know are always seem to be against the heroes. Again, it didn't get appreciated. I didn't mind it, but I don't think it was what they exactly wanted. That last battle, that final act, was really really bad, and it turned the film massively down. You can you look at positives. You look at Harley Quinn you know, Dead Shot was grey. That's the positives from that film, but it didn't give all the positives that I definitely would like to see. Then Wonder Woman came into the cinema and I remember watching Wonder Woman the first time and being incredibly impressed by what it gave. I was I went in with very very low expectations because of the other films in the universe, but absolutely blew blew it away for me. It was fantastic, the themes were explored fantastically the action elements were brilliant the world war really set the characters and the story was really really well written so going into the to the justice league in 2017 that was the state of the dceq and Zack snyder was a massive massive creative mind behind this he had a vision he had ideas you know he did Watchmen. In 2009 so four years prior so he had that superhero experience and then his version was, was scrapped and now we're seeing this film come out and what I think a lot of people have got to go into is this film is exactly the same as a 2017 version in terms of the plot the plot and the ideas behind this film was is exactly the same. So a lot of people that probably appreciated or didn't appreciate the the plot of the 2017 film will be you know constantly reminded which at the end of the day it Zack Snyder and Josh Whedon stuck to the same story and the same plot. But my god was that story and the character analysis was so much better. And that's where I want to sort of work into my first positive about the film because at the time we had no Aquaman film. We we saw the Flash very very, uh, you know, small in in Batman vs Superman, but also being Suicide Squad, uh, Aqu- Aquaman was only featured uh, in a scene in BVS. So was Cyborg. So you had no real backstory from this, and what it did this film is that it allowed the film to have new perspective and these characters developed into really really nice and interesting characters and what Snyder did fantastically was the three main characters I definitely want to focus on which I was impressed by when I watched the film I've only watched the film for the you know once but you know I definitely feel like I appreciated it a lot more was Flash, Aquaman, Cyborg, their story and their backstory was shown a lot better than the 2017 version. Starting with the Flash, he has more scenes with his dad in prison. And I think that's a massive part of the Flash character. His backstory, the reason why he wants to be a hero. That was nice to see. That was really interesting. The um, In the introduction... Of Iris West, who you see obviously in the TV show, uh, played by a different actress, uh, but she's in it. She's only in it for a scene. But comic book fans know that character. So when you see that scene with her in, you understand the Flash's backstory, the idea that he is in love with this woman. That is much better than what we saw in the uh, theatrical version, where he has one scene with his dad and then gets recruited very very short very very minute but the Irish character didn't have much to do in it but gave flash a backstory and it took time and it allowed the focus to be on the flash for a second then with aquaman willem defoe amber heard was prominent in this story again lines like from amber heard saying oh and i knew your mother aquaman saying well you knew more you knew um you know about him more than me that builds up sort of the relationship the opinion of aquaman in in terms of atlantis you go into james wan's aquaman and fully appreciate where this character is coming from because it's been built up in justice league again uh, victor stone who's the alter ego of cyborg the scene of course when you see him playing football uh, american football and then his mum is um killed in a in a crash, that is again fantastic backstory, and it only takes a scene, but one scene, one character focus, builds up a a prominent backstory for this character because it looks at Victor Stone's life before being the cyborg, what he had, how what he achieved, but then also how his mum was his prominent figure in his life, and then looking at the the strange relationship he had with his father. That was introduced in the just in Justice League, but it was not at all really featured. But one scene explained that whole thing, and it allowed it. We're not going to see Cyborg in a film for the next couple of years in terms of his solo films. For me, we don't need a backstory for Cyborg, because it's very, very basic, and it was shown really, really well in this film. And look we've seen batman on the screen so many times we know the backstory we know superman's backstory wonder woman was really appreciated because obviously now she's had her two films so you see her in different um you know points of history so you see her character really shown on screen but then three main characters were fantastic fantastic um let's move on then to the villain um obviously steppenwolf was a massive massive letdown of the 2017 one, for for so many people, I think the main reason why I was let down is because he just wasn't in it a lot. You know, I'm a comic book fan, but I'm probably only fans of the films and TV shows. I don't read a lot of comics. I do, I have a, I do read them, but so many people have, like, you know, boxes and boxes full. I only have a couple. And what the major thing wrong with, with Steppenwolf was he didn't feel like a villain because a lot of people forgot about it. That film was about two hours long, and I just don't think Stephen Wolf was massively featured. This one, though, great, great, great performance again. Probably not, you know, much to do, but his character focus was really nice to see. His obviously then his relationship with Darkseid, having him introduced as the big bad, and that was something that I definitely wanted to see. I was intrigued to see because Josh Whedon got rid of that character completely from the film you know he wasn't even featured in anything so the fact that he got rid of an entire character an entire big bad you don't quite understand why but this one once again it brought that character in Steppenwolf was the main villain in this one don't get me wrong but then it was like oh okay this this villain is is sort of pulling the strings that's nice but that was a nice idea from Zack Snyder to say look here we go here's a character you know, here's this big bad. We're going to possibly see him in potentially more films, maybe Justice League Part 2. Just you know, So he's building up more stories. Zack Snyder did very, very well in terms of that because he looked at what does it make to build a cinematic universe? How can we do it? And what he did brilliantly in this film was say, OK, here's your villain for Justice League? But then he's going to be your villain for the rest, for the next film. OK, well, we're going to, you know hint at him for this one and we're hoping that you know we're going to see it and that for me was a massive massive positive again i I do think dark side probably could add a bit more to do but he was only hinted at a little bit and i think giving fans a taste of the potential of this you know universe being built again is a massive massive positive but it was just nice to see him in the film he's role in the film but also how he impacted uh, the main villain that had so many problems in that 2017 version um let's move on then to the supporting characters and the reason why i wanted to do this in a different segment was because the supporting characters in this film is reminds me massively of avengers infinity war again slightly different universes and i know a lot of people are going to be thinking well Avengers Infinity War was much better. I agree. I love Avengers Infinity War. But what they did in that film was say, right, here's what we built. Let's put everybody into this film. And the Snyder Cut did just that. We had a lot of the characters uh, being released in them. Yeah, they were supporting characters, but they put everybody into this film. And one, and a massive, massive superhero team up, you know, a celebration of... You know, this, this, the universe and how, and how the stories are all being connected linked together. You want to see them characters. You want to see what they're going to do. And I think, for me, that was a massive letdown of the 2017 one that made it up in this version. Now, yeah, obviously, there's, there's a lot of characters that I do want to focus on. The Green Lantern, for me, disappointed me. I did think Green Lantern was going to appear at least one part in it. How Jordan, whatever, whichever version you want to put in into the film, I didn't mind. I did want to see that a little bit more because it was hinted, you know, that Green Lanterns do exist in the universe. So I wanted to see, that I wanted to see maybe an end credit scene or something to see that. For me, that was a big disappointment because I don't like the twenty. 20- 11 one with ryan reynolds in but i think it's such an intriguing character and i've hinted at this so many times will it be a film will it be a tv show will he pop up in the arrowverse who's going to play him in the arrowverse i want to see this character again i feel like this character has been given a massive injustice people will go and see that character being done correct if they do it correct if somebody takes a gamble they will for me i don't personally think it's a film he should probably be put in you know, Justice League or maybe seen in the in the Flash with their whole idea of the multiverse was supposed to be having, but it, again, it was a nice sort of you know, well done story because Zack Snyder, you know, felt okay. We I want to see them Green Lanterns in this universe. Let's put in that little introduction, but I just wanted to see a bit more because I'm a big fan of that character because it's got massive potential. Again, we obviously had the Martian Manhunter. Again, a character that we've seen uh, in Supergirl, so you know people are familiar with that character if they're fans of the DC stuff. And um, he didn't really have much to do. I thought his that final scene when he's with Batman was was great, but I just think it was possibly a little bit too late. I would have liked to have seen him at the end. You know his sort of you know interaction with Superman. Because yeah, I'm guessing they sort of know each other. They, they do know each other in, in Supergirl. But I don't know how that's going to connect. So again I'd like to see a little bit more of it. But again you know. Were they going to take the chance on it. But they're building up stories. Don't think Martian Manhunter is ever going to get a film. He might put in Man of Steel 2. We know about this. So you know th- there's a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of you know. What if will this happen. But that's what I, I really really liked the first Avengers film, and then I liked Avengers Age of Ultron. You know, Avengers Infinity War when I watched it, because you said, fantastic film, and they're built up next. In the 2017 one, they didn't do that. But this one, they said, okay, here's what the universe is now, but here's what we're going to see in the next two years, three years. This is what's going to be released in the film. And for me, really, really pleased to see that. And just want to obviously now let's close it up. Uh, obviously, we've had a massive, massive conversation in terms of this um, film. I just want to close it out because I think it's massive. Once again, like I said, we obviously now we're in that position where this film has come out. It's gonna get you know massive, massive, uh, you know, advertisement and, and coverage. Will we see Justice League Part Two? And will Zack Snyder direct again? You, I want to see it. I massively want to see it because i think he knows this universe a lot like kevin feige knows the marvel stuff not in the same way because one's a director one's a producer but kevin feige is massively committed and massively passionate with the with the marvel characters in the universe and how to connect the stories and i hope now that this film truly appreciates Zack snyder's vision and ideas behind it and I, I personally would like to see it. I think it needs to happen. I think the DCEU now is going to move forward. They've sort of said, OK, we, we, we've dealt with the starter cut. Let's move forward. They've got a Flash film. They've got that Man of Steel 2 released. You know, Black Adam's supposed to be coming. Shazam is coming. Wonder Woman 3 is coming. So they're not going to stop making films. But we want to see another Justice League. It does have potential. Don't think that... The Snyder Cut is like a secondary Justice League. It isn't. It's a film where we we saw his vision, we saw his ideas, and it was great. And I hope he's proved himself with this film. Um, just one final sort of final thing to sort of round up my opinion. Um, personally, for me, I I'm going to use the analogy for this film like this: the 2017 version was a was a sprint. It was how can we get this film from start to end very very in the quickest way. So that was Josh Whedon's approach. Zack Snyder's approach to this film was like a marathon. He went round the whole way. He found the longest way to get to the end, but it was the best because you saw everything. You, in in a in a long journey towards something, your end goal. You see a lot more than just a fast sprint to the finish because that's such a tunnel vision. And Josh Whedon, for me, had a fantastic tunnel vision idea for the film but Zack Snyder said wait how about all of this you've not seen and that for me is proof why Z- Zack Snyder's Justice League hashtag Snyder is an absolutely fantastic film and I'm really pleased that he gets the opportunity to show his vision and show his appreciation for this universe so that's it for the review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. I've covered it so much since I started this podcast way back uh, in April. So no more sort of content about this. I might do a ranking of all the DCU films now. This film has come out. It'll be on my end of year ranking, of course. So, but this is obviously the last time I'm really going to be talking about it in depth. You know, I, I like to do these more in depth reviews. I'm sort of showing my appreciation because this film was four hours long, and. You know, there was a lot to cover, there was a lot of ideas to maintain, and for me, it was a fantastic film. So, make sure you check out all the other reviews that I've done uh, over the course of the year. I think it's really, really cool to see people uh, checking out these reviews, and then seeing my end of year ranking, because people sort of can guess... Uh, what they want now uh, check out my instagram as well a lot more content is being put over there uh on the channel obviously now we move forward uh with so much superhero content in the year of 2021 so fingers crossed we will see that very very soon and of course see the podcast with me kieran gridgens i don't know what my next podcast will be about but there'll be something that you love seeing a bit